Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. The Small Biz Social Society is a monthly membership that I created for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to amp up the social media and online marketing for their businesses. The membership includes a monthly live training with yours truly, a monthly guest expert appearance by online marketing and business professionals from across the globe, member spotlights, digital content, online courses, and a super supportive private Facebook community. You get all of this for $28 per month. That is a hell of a deal if I do say so myself. <laughs> if you're ready to increase social media visibility, engagement, and community, learn how to build and maintain a solid personal brand online, and get ongoing support from the best in the business, as well as a badass community of entrepreneurs, this is the membership for you. No commitment required. Head to smallbizsocialsociety.com to enroll today. And for a limited time, use code SBSS podcast to get $10 off your first month. That's smallbizsocialsociety.com and use code SBSS podcast to get $10 off your first month. I can't wait to see you in the social society. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 51. I am your host, Brittany Crossan. Thank you for being here. If you've never been here before, welcome to the party. And if you have, thanks for coming back. <laughs> um, I'm going to get right to our guest here in just a couple of minutes because he and I had a nice long chat. I want to make sure there's plenty of time for you guys to listen to this. Uh, Jeff J. Hunter is who I chatted with on today's episode, and he had a lot of really cool stuff to offer up, you guys, especially when it comes to hiring a remote team. He actually owns a business where this is what they do. And if you're not familiar, it's, you know, it's hiring uh, someone to help in your business. That's not with you, you know, from afar. <laughs> maybe they live somewhere else. Maybe you don't even ever see each other in person. And it's just all, um, you know, through the power of technology, which is just a great way to keep your overhead down and to get the help that you need as a small business owner. So that's what we talked about a lot today. We also talked a little bit about TikTok because he and I both recently had some cool uh, viral fun on TikTok. Although I must say that my <laughs> 1.7 million views um, is nothing compared to his like 18 million views on his video. Um, but we did have fun talking about that and how his video came about and and just kind of how how we handled um, having these 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 viral videos. So it's a really, really good chat. Before we get to it, you guys, I want to make sure and ask you a favor, okay? If you are listening to the show right now on iTunes, on an Apple device, I want you to please go, you just like pause the show <laughs> and go and give it a rating and review. Please, please, please. We love a five-star review. I love it if you would do 
just like a sentence or two about what you love about the show. This is really, truly helpful for the show. And, you know, just in the Apple and iTunes world, it really helps rank the show, get it featured and get more people to see it and listen to it basically. Also, no matter how you're listening, I would love it if you would take a screenshot right now while you're listening where it shows, you know, the Social Sunshine podcast on your screen. Please take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. Uh, Tag the show at the Social Sunshine podcast and tag me at Brittany Crossan. And we will definitely um, share, you know, reshare the story that you that you share and tag you in it and all that jazz. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just please spread the word. We're really working on growing the show. I want as many people to hear it as possible. All right. Um, that's it. I'm going to cut it short because I really want to get to this chat with Jeff J. Hunter. That's coming up next. Today's guest is an online marketer, podcast host, the creator of The Core Branding Method, and an expert in building and scaling remote teams. He's been featured on ABC Today and Forbes, to name a few. And most recently, he's seen some awesome success on TikTok. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Jeff J. Hunter. Hello. Thank you so much, Brittany. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show, Jeff. Um, yeah. Okay. First of all, well, hang on. I want to talk about TikTok, but first let me go ahead and let you introduce yourself in your own words. You know, let everybody understand what it means that you do, like that you help build and scale remote teams and branding and in your own words. Well, I'd say even before I was an adult, two years ago, <laughs> I know the bald hair gives me away for those of you listening on the podcast, Sorry, my sexy bald head. But um, yeah, it's very interesting. I've always loved IT. I've loved everything computers. I always thought maybe I was going to be a computer hacker or a video game programmer growing up. And I really found that my, my passion, my love was, was people. And it's funny because I'm a huge introvert. Or maybe I should call myself an ambivert now because I think that once you do something enough, you get good at it. Right. Um, but over the years, I've, I've learned to, to manage and grow virtual teams. I was a Fortune 500 project manager for uh, five years of my life. And before that, I worked at a, at a school district as an IT uh, coordinator. So I got to, to manage some really fun projects. And, uh, you know, as a project manager, you learn how to manage people. Right. Um, so what I learned is, you know, through the years, especially since about 2010 to 2015 was this really interesting time where the internet internationally, globally has just been growing and more broadband access. And I've found that there are huge voids all around the world in the talent pool that it have basically become vanished by being able to hire internationally and still getting a high quality value and reliability, which was very hard to do, by the way, before 2015. Okay. So, so it's really a whole fresh new market. And, you know, my business, vasaffer.com, has grown almost to 100 people. Um, it's 100% virtual. And my office is right here in the little 900-square-foot room in my house that used to be a daycare. Uh, isn't that amazing what we can do with business these days? And, I mean, come on. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Um, just what technology allows us to do. If we embrace the positive side of technology, right? You see so much like, oh, I hate social media. Oh, it's so negative and all the computers and there's a lot of negativity. And I go, hang on, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. That's see, amazing. The positive side of that is there's 
so many opportunities now and you're just a, a button and a click away from somebody or something, right? Agree. Agree completely. We're yeah, I'm on the same page as you. I, I love just, that. I just made a joke. I just made a joke on Facebook yesterday because I was like, Oh yeah, restaurants are open again. You know, outdoor dining. Also me ordering on DoorDash because I don't want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> like I have that choice still, like yeah. no matter if it's 2020 or not. Technology. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. So a hundred people in your, um, you said it's vastaffer.com, right? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. That's so freaking cool. Um, yeah, I saw uh, whenever I was digging and, and, uh, cyber stalking you a bit before the show, which I'm <laughs> supposed to do everybody. It's allowed, uh, for my guests. Um, I did, I did see, um, information about, about that. And I thought that was really, really cool because you're working with people afar as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Most of my staff, probably 80% of them are in the Philippines. Um, so so, yeah, it's, it's a whole new world. And, and, you know, I used to hate it, you know, 2016, 2017, I garnered the nickname, the King of Outsourcing. And I actually, I wasn't a big fan of it because I think outsourcing gets a little bit of a bad rap, but I'll tell you what, with the coronavirus and business being forced to close and being told that they're non-essential, it's been an amazing time to teach people how to build remote teams. You're right. It, it really is an amazing time for that. And there's a lot, I know there's been a lot of um, negativity and sadness throughout this year, obviously, but um, I've had some good experiences too. And it's just, you know, the industry we're in, right? We're helping people do things online and it's, it's kind of been amazing in a weird way, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's... Um, Let's first dig into the whole building a team theory at all, okay? So like I told you before we started recording, a lot of the listeners have what I would call a super small business, right? So either it's just them or maybe they have like a tiny bit of help, you know? Um, would you talk to that kind of person about, about the importance of adding someone to your team, getting help from like a virtual assistant or, or uh, you know, or the like, and how that can positively impact them, even though it's very scary at first, right? <laughs> well, in reality, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, most people have a hard time giving up control. It's yeah. Control <laughs> for like 70% of people. Right. Um, for the other people, it's just because they don't know how to do it or what to do next. And what I focus on is a little bit of combination of each. I would never tell them they have a control problem. What I do is I tell them that <laughs> they actually have a process problem. It's easier to sell people that they don't have a process than they have a control problem. And I'm not a psychotherapist, right? Right. Not trying to go there. So, and by the way, how do I know this? Because I had the same problem. I'm a control freak. Okay? Uh, yep. Raising my hand, everybody. Same. Yeah. So there has to be a transformation. What I've found is that if I approach someone and say, hey, I could improve your life by putting someone in, in place to you know, help you do things that you shouldn't be doing. And they're like, Bleh. Now, if I tell them I can transform their business, that's a different conversation. If I transform your business so that you're spending more time on the most valuable use of your time, right. and you have someone who's reliable and consistent and intelligent to basically be an extension of you. And, and, and see, but here's the thing. Business owners, they do a lot of things in their business, not because... I would actually say the things that they do in their business, they do it because it's important. 
But see, it's not important that they do it. Yeah. So, so for example, I'll give you a great example. Um, Isabel, who is my executive assistant, she is, uh, she logs on to work one hour before I wake up. And this is on purpose, by the way, this is a little hack, a little productivity hack for you guys. Okay. Okay, Here we go. Here we go. I have her coming into work one hour before I even wake up. And the reason why is because the first thing, and I, I know this is my own flaw, my own faulty habit, because Americans, especially humans are creatures of habit. Americans are especially very addicted to work. I log on. The very first thing when I wake up is I'll look around, see what's going on with the fam, but then I'm going to my phone. You know, I'm unplugging the phone from the charger. I'm looking at my notifications. I'm seeing how many emails I got. Yep. So what she does is she comes in and actually goes through my emails before I wake up so that she clears out all the stuff I shouldn't be wasting my time on. And she will do the things that I don't need to waste my time on, or she will delegate those to other people that should be taking care of it. Right. For example, I had a client today who messaged and said, Hey, look, you know, we need to pause our social media campaign because we can't keep up. And, you know, they have things they're they're supposed to give us videos that they're recording so our team can do them. Well, they're two weeks behind on doing the videos. So like, can we just pause it? There's no need for me to ever even be involved in that conversation. She just needs to coordinate to the project manager. And then that's what she did. She coordinated the project manager, said, hey, uh, RS is her name. Uh, you know, he needs to pause for a couple of weeks to get caught up. Um, that's great. And then she goes back to my client and says, hi, this is Isabel Jeff's assistant. I've taken care of this for you. And I've notified Jeff. Boom. I don't have to worry about that. Right now I get like a hundred emails while I'm sleeping. Right. Right. So, so when I come in, she'll have it down to like my, my top, like five or six emails that require my attention. That's awesome. And that eliminates 95% of the emails I have to deal with in the morning. That is so smart. Just that one thing. Yes. Right. That's huge. Now imagine having someone eight hours a day or four hours a day, even that's doing those types of things for you so that I can focus on the important thing in my business, which is getting on client calls, right? Yep. Which is getting, which is doing podcasts like this. This is a huge deal for, for my own marketing in my business right. because I don't spend any money on ads. All my marketing comes from sharing information on podcasts and someone is going to listen to Brittany's show and say, you know what? That Jeff guy sounds like he's got some stuff going on. I think I'd like to reach out to him for some help. Exactly. And that's basically it. my marketing plan in a bundle. <laughs> well, and you're, and you're so right. Like those are the things that you need to be doing. And so I think that's probably not, I think, I mean, surely that's, that's the, one of the first things you have to figure out whenever you're going to yeah. build a remote team is like, what do I actually need to be doing? Yeah. And, I mean, what if people get confused about that? I mean, is, <laughs> I don't, does that make sense? I mean, I, I separate my life into four boxes and this okay. is an exercise all of you guys can do. I call this the freedom plan. And you know what? It's not prepared yet. I actually have a training I'm going to be, I'm going to be putting together called the freedom plan training. So okay. in the future, I'll give it to you and you can update the podcast with it. So for those Wait. of you listening in, hopefully by the time you hear this, it'll be on there. But the freedom plan is very simple. It's a one page worksheet that I give people. It helps them separate their life into four boxes. The first box is the easiest box to delegate. This is repetitive tasks, right? Like emails. That's very repetitive. You open your email, you look at it. It takes a little bit of knowledge to train a VA on what to 
how to respond in certain scenarios. Right. But after a month or two of doing your emails, they got it. It's repetitive. It's good to go. Right. right. Another thing like doing your uh, bookkeeping, right? Bookkeeping is super simple. It's very repeatable. I actually don't use my in-house team for it. I outsource it to a company in New York City called Empire Tax Services. They do all my they do all my taxes. They do all my accounting. Right. So like you don't have to hire your own in-house people. You can hire other people to do it. Right. So just like just so that's the first box repetitive. Repetitive. Okay. The second box. I'm taking notes. <laughs> all right. The, the second box is called challenging. What are the things that you need to do in your business, but you haven't done it because it's just too damn hard or you can't figure it out or it just takes too long? Oh Example my God. For, Probably like a gazillion for a lot of people. <laughs> for me, it's like building funnels and yeah, yeah. email Same. marketing campaigns and things like that. You know, they're painstakingly hard for me to do. So <laughs> right. I hire people to do that for me. And this is why, by the way, I don't like the word outsourcing. I like upsourcing and downsourcing. Downsourcing is stuff that's like super easy, repetitive. I can get someone simple to do it. Doesn't require a lot of skill or experience. Now, doesn't mean that those tasks aren't important to do. My email is very important. It's just not important that I do it all myself. Right. right? right. Now, the second piece of it is upsourcing. Upsourcing is when you hire somebody who is like an expert and knows how to do stuff better than you. So, in other words, like my ClickFunnels account, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a ClickFunnels expert. I mean, I know strategy and marketing, but like, yeah. I'm not going to be a funnel builder. I'm not going to make it look nice. Right. So I have people on my team that do funnels, that do graphics, things like that. These are upsourcing. I'm, I'm literally hiring someone who is better at something than me. Okay. Which we should do probably. Right. But it, we also have to admit that people can do things better than us. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about how much money a typical entrepreneur is missing out on because they haven't finished a product or they haven't finished a funnel. They haven't finished. Oh my gosh. Product, right. And yeah. if they just hired someone to do it, sure, it's going to cost some money. But if you just hired someone to do it, it'd be done and you'd be yeah. making money from it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like a lot of, like a lot of people create courses online. Like how many people, like how, how many experts are out there that don't have a course yet because they haven't had time to create it. Right. Right. So there, there's something else right there. Um, now the third box, and this is the one that a lot of people don't like to admit, this is the neglected box. This is what are the things you should be doing, but you're not, <laughs> right? Like social media, like you said earlier, or right. like, you know, hey, inbound. So here's what I did. So I was in Utah last week and it was an incredible experience. I haven't, I haven't left, you know, with COVID-19, I haven't gone out for a while. And I, I was there with two of my business partners and before we even started anything on Monday, when we first got there, we said, what is the one thing that you can do in your business that would take it to the next level that we could complete this week? Ooh, and for nice. me, it was setting up an automated video and email sequence to onboard my clients that give them tips and tricks on how to use virtual assistants, how to use, how to use a virtual team. Right. So I recorded five or six videos that my team's already editing it. And then they're going to be typing up an email for it and all that kind of stuff. All I had to do is stand in front of a camera and shoot it. Right. Now I say all that. I hate staying in front of a camera. <laughs> right. You guys probably do too. But I knew that that was important for my business. So we did it. So what are the things that you're neglecting and you're probably putting off because you're too busy doing things that are challenging or repetitive? 
right? <laughs> exactly. That's why that's why it's the third box. Okay, okay. Because yeah. you have to understand the first two boxes to understand the third box. Right. Now, now the last box is funny because you could start this at the beginning or at the end. I like to put it at the end because it helps you identify the things in the first three columns that you're neglecting that are repetitive and also that are challenging. And the in the last box is what I call the value box. What is the most valuable use of your time? What is the most valuable use of your time? Whether it's generating sales, whether it's doing webinars, whether it's doing marketing, whether it's doing podcasts, or it could just be spending time with your family because most entrepreneurs don't. <laughs> right. So yeah. what are the things that are the most valuable to you? And once you start identifying these four boxes in your life, things get a lot easier because it's kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous. To, to solve a problem, you first must identify the, that you have a problem. And right. most entrepreneurs, they don't think they have problems. Right. They're, they're fantastic. They know everything. They're, that's why they're <laughs> entrepreneurs. They're type A's. There's a reason why we chose not to have a boss on purpose. Yeah. Entrepreneurs <laughs> are the only people crazy enough to work 80 hours for themselves to avoid working 40 hours for someone For somebody else, else. yes. <laughs> right? That's that saying. It's cliche, but it's damn true. It's very true. <laughs> I love that. I love those four things. Yeah. Whenever you have that made up, let me know. Um, I will. I will definitely share it. That's that's on, that's on my list of to do's for October. I so mean, that we're, is... we're going to have it done. And then whoever's listening to this podcast, we're going to have it updated on the site. It's called the freedom plan. That's what it's called. That's your right. plan to get freedom in your life. And by the way, I call it the 90, 10 rule. Okay. And my book coming out, is going to be called delete. And it's, how to delete 90% of the things in your life you don't like to do so you can focus on the 10% that make the most difference. I love that so much. And this is like, and I'm not just saying that it, because it, basically I'm connecting to this personally, everybody. Um, this is now about me. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, but, I, I love it. Be greedy. It, Ask me questions. That's, hey, that's but it's really for. actually, it's really, really helpful. Also, you know how sometimes you just, you really need reinforcement. You really need to hear something to get you, get you on track. And totally. I, I personally in 2020 have, um, I have uh, hired a virtual assistant for the first time ever. And da, 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 did that a while back, whatever. Um, and that's great. And she's great. And, and today's her birthday. Happy birthday, Megan. Yeah, happy but, birthday, um, VA. <laughs> but, um, but that was, first of all, like you're saying, like I, I in a roundabout way did what you just said, but I didn't have it structured so nicely. The freedom plan, I, you know, I had to kind of weed through it. You know, when you don't have somebody there to help give you something clear, like you just did a really clear way to look at it. And so I finally, you know, got on, on that about those tasks, but <clears throat> it needs to go. I mean, I'm ready. I'm almost ready to get to that next step. So I love hearing this because it's, um, it, it, it allows you to, well, it allows your business to grow. So if anybody out there, you're not understanding like even more so the point, right? The, like I, like for me, I could grow my business 10 times if I would just start delegating and hiring and doing all these things that you're talking about even more so, right? I don't yeah. know if people realize the growth potential in their business if they just get help. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the other thing, a lot of people say, well, I, I'd like to get one, but I can't afford one. And it's so, it's so funny because yes. I'm like, well, there's two answers to this and you're not going to like either of them. <laughs> One of them is how much is your time worth? <laughs> right? right. I had someone come to me the other day and they're like, well, because so, and, and by the way, for those of you that are completely new, you can hire someone in the Philippines. Like right now 
if you even went through my agency, you can get a full-time person for like $1,300 a month, which is stupid, right? Like imagine in America, you like you're uh, talking full-time 30, help full-time. Damn. Yes. All right. You're talking, you're talking eight hours a day, right? Damn. Um, and these guys, and here, and this is kind of what I was opening up with my, with my intro. There's so many things that it's very, very challenging. You know, one of the, a lot of people say, well, Jeff, you're just hiring and taking advantage of third world country labor and, you know, exploiting their labor. And I'm like, you know, it's very interesting. That's not why I hire in the Philippines. I hire in the Philippines because they're loyal. You know how many times I've hired Americans and they work out for like six, eight months, 10 months, 12 months, 13 months. The average tenure in America right now at a technology company is ready 1.8 years. Wow. I have people on my team that have been around since I started in 2013, seven years. Right. You know? God damn. And, and, and here's the thing. There's a lot of roles that Americans just aren't well tuned to. And sadly, it's a cultural thing. A lot of Americans, they go to college and, you know, or they don't go to college and they, they're very, in, and by the way, I love Americans. I, they're strong entrepreneurial mindset. You know, they have the highest rating for confidence in the world. Um, Americans are the most confident people in the world. Even if they don't know something, they're confident about it. Um, <laughs> and that's just how they are. And I think that, uh, you know, the Filipino uh, virtual assistants that I hired, they're very open to learning and they don't, they're not ego driven. Americans are very ego driven. Right. And, um, and I'm not saying everybody's like that, but Americans are, are taught at a very young age that they can do anything they want in life, which is true, by the way. I'm not saying that you can't, but that, you know, the, it, it, they, especially if you're on TikTok, you'll see the movements happening right now. There's a lot of entitlement going on. There's a lot of um, people that are afraid to put in the work. And, uh, and the Filipinos that I work with, they're just so happy every day to get to work with an American company to make two, three, four, five times more than they'd make in the Philippines. Um, and my recruitment process that I have, I love working with people that are, I call them uh, expatriates that are, that are working at call centers, but they're usually working with Americans every day on the phones. You know, they've right. already adjusted their life to work during American hours. And um, they're usually making okay money in the Philippines, like it's good for the Philippines, but for an American, like it's nothing. Um, and I say, hey, look, how would you like to do something similar to what you're doing right now? But you get to make three times as much and you get to work from home in your pajamas. You know? <laughs> Jackpot. And they're just like, this is fantastic. So yeah, I would say the first one is how much is your time worth? The second one is uh, if you would hire an executive assistant or a VA that actually makes you money, right? So for example, if I'm paying $1,300 a month for somebody who's managing my LinkedIn, which Isabel, my assistant does, she manages my LinkedIn. She's actually messaging people on my behalf. She's generating business. One right. client of mine, right? Which is $1,300 a month. All, they, all, all she has to do is get me on a call with one person a month and make a sale and it pays for itself. Right. So my question is, if I'm usually and by the way, she usually will get me two to three clients a month on LinkedIn. So let's just round it down to, say, three grand. OK, so if I'm paying her thirteen hundred dollars and she's making me three thousand dollars, let me ask you a question. 
is the question, can you afford her now? Or is it, how many can I get? Right. <laughs> right. How much help can I get? More help. Exactly. Okay. <clears throat> so it's usually a mindset issue. It's a control issue. Um, and, uh-huh. and also, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't want to be held accountable. You know, I have a lot of people. Yes. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me, I'm going to give you a round of applause for that. <laughs> Just saying, Hey, look, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it to, to anybody. The truth is a lot of people don't want to be held accountable and they tell you what's the most, what's the biggest lie that people say, oh, I was going to do it, but I just ran out of time. Well, there's a bunch of apps that you can download on your phone for free that you can literally say what you're doing every time you do something different. And I think that you all be very shocked to find out how much time you waste every day watching Netflix, okay? Right. Chilling on the couch, sleeping <laughs> in, right. you know? Like there's just so many different things that you're, that you're doing. And by the way, I think that's very important. I play video games. I play video games every day from like 11 at night to one o'clock in the morning. Matter of fact, I stream live. I usually get, you know, about a hundred, about 14, anywhere from a thousand to 1400 viewers a night, just for a two hour gaming session um, on TikTok, which we can transition to, but um, you know, and that's just stuff that I des- designate my time to because a, it's enjoyable for me to play video games. B, it's an escape from the monotony of of the, of the job. And three, I like hearing kids cry when I beat them. <laughs> okay, yes, we are going to talk about that. To- <laughs> oh my god! But to wrap up the um, the 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 you know the virtual assistant talk, like what. What what would be kind of like your your final words of wisdom to somebody if if um, they're ready to venture into this or they think they are or whatever like um, you know is it just go through I'm going to solve I'm going to solve the biggest problem that they have which is how and okay. the, 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 a lot of people get analysis paralysis they don't know what to do so they don't do it at all they're afraid they're going to do it wrong so they don't do it at all yes 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 I see it all the time look yeah. the thing is you're already doing the stuff that I already identified on the list. You're, you're doing a lot of repetitive tasks already. So what that means is that you could open a Zoom call just like this. You could do it. You can screen record, share your screen, screen record, and you can just do what you normally do and say, here's what I'm doing and annotate it with your voice. And that right there helps you create a visual SOP, a standard operating procedure, right? Which by the way, I call Freedom recipes, okay? Freedom recipes, they are literal ways to get freedom by having delegation, having someone else do it. And here's the other beautiful part. The reason why I call them recipes is because they're step-by-step. And see, I'm a horrible cook. I mean, my wife will tell you I could do hot dogs, hamburgers, and steaks. That's pretty much it because they (laughs) cook the same way, right? Right. Uh, That's pretty much it. But here, but here's the thing to remember, and I'm going out of focus now. Um, the thing to remember that's really important, okay, and I mean this is like absolutely critically important, is that for you to have success in delegation, you have to have repeatable excellence. Yes. Okay. Repeatable excellence, because if you are delegating something to someone, guess what entrepreneurs do? When business owners delegate to someone else. There's two plates at hand. One is your plate. The other is your assistant's plate or your team member's plate. 
when you start moving your stuff over to their plate, you're like, holy crap, this is amazing. I have all this room on my plate. And guess what entrepreneurs do? They fill the plate, right? <laughs> they fill their, their empty plate gets full because we're entrepreneurs. We love doing stuff. We get right. bored, right? right? So what happens if you're, if you're a person that you've put all the stuff on their plate disappears or it's not being done right to your expectations? Well, now you put all the stuff on your plate now you've got their plate back on your plate. You've got double the plate, right? And right. this ain't this is the the this ain't this ain't an all-you-can-eat buffet, right? right? So you can only do so much stuff. So what I would end with is that it's so important to have reliable help because once you delegate things effectively and you put these recipes together, the, the key about the recipe is that even though I'm a bad cook, I can open up a recipe book and I can see that it says. You know, get a bowl, put in a cup of flour, put in three eggs, put in two tablespoons of sugar, put in a, tea, you know, half a teaspoon of salt, put a half teaspoon of cinnamon, you know, put in your whatever, mix it all up, put it in the oven at 325 degrees for 17 minutes. And then when it comes out, it's the same thing every time. Right. right? <laughs> so you have to be able to make things in a repeatable fashion so that it's reliable so that people can have a checklist say okay make sure i did this make sure i did this make sure i did that okay i did that yes. okay cool boom okay that's the key most people they're the only ones in their business that know what the hell they're doing and right. you're going to be a slave to your business every day if you're the only person that knows what the hell you're doing yep exactly i understand that was me up until earlier this year i i relate to this so deeply. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it's, I think that okay. the, the silver lining of COVID-19, it's really made people realize that, hey, you know, we live in this virtual world. So they've had to kind of cope up to saying, hey, maybe I need some help. I got a client right now who works with huge clients, Toyota, Disney, you know, uh, Apple, like gigantic companies doing a lot of production, virtual production design. And what's interesting is that they have a full in-house staff and they've never done virtual before. And they're like blown away when I'm telling them what they can do virtually. They're just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I had no idea. Right. So a lot of these companies that are in person who never had a remote team are finally opening up their doors to having remote teams because they have to. Right. Yep. You're right. Wow. What a, you're exactly right. It's, it's been good for that. We're really opening our minds up and letting, letting technology in to our lives. Well, I, think, our I think entrepreneurs are usually opportunists and they're also very, Correct. you know, they're very positive and, and, and they usually have a very good outlook on, on the future. And I think that negativity runs very thin in entrepreneurship because one thing's for sure there's been many days I've woken up and I said, damn, I should have never left my job. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so much easier when I woke up and I just checked in with my operations manager and made sure things were going good and checked in. Like when you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're like, you know, you're responsible, yeah. right? right? And that's why it's so important that that first hire actually is the most key hire for most people um, because that helps you develop the trust. It helps you believe that you can actually do it it also helps helps you kind of approach things in a different way of saying okay well how could i delegate this how could i how could i have someone else help me with this and it's very interesting because when you have other people 
with fresh eyes, look at your business operations, even if they're not even, even if they know nothing about your business, they're usually going to be able to point out things that are going to be like huge aha moments, you know? Yes. Yes. Like fresh example, eyes. <laughs> I, I gave you that tip about the email earlier. Right. You know how that came about? I never delegated my email for seven, 10, 15 years. I never delegated my email my whole life. Right. And I barely started doing it three months ago. And you know why? My executive assistant, I have a project management call at 9 a.m. every morning. It's a 30 to 45 minute call. Sometimes it goes to an hour with my leadership team. I have six people on my team, Isabel, RS, Julio, Miles, Redora, myself. That's it. That, that, that's the meeting that we have every day. Uh, and Nicole, if I said Nicole. Um, but I, I dedicate that time to them because I have a hundred person team and they all have their own teams that they manage and oversee. Right. So what's interesting is, you know, at nine o'clock sometimes, cause I, like I said, I have a hundred emails or, or so sometimes I'm not done with my emails and I'll be very distracted on the call at 9 a.m. You know, they're talking to me and I'm still looking at my emails, doing whatever. And after the call, my assistant, Isabel, says, you know, Jeff, I noticed that during the call, you're very distracted. You're doing your emails, this and that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I felt bad, right? Because she's right. (laughs) And as a leader, you know, you're supposed to set the example. And she goes, why don't I come on an hour earlier and I'll log into your email and I'll just sort through the things that probably aren't the best use of your time. Now, my first knee-jerk reaction was, uh-uh, I've been doing my emails forever. What if you missed one? What if you did that? Now, by the way, she has missed a few. Few sure. that have, few that were important that she didn't know were important. So what we did was we came up with a plan that the first couple of weeks, she was reading the emails and then she would mark them unread again so that I would know, so that I okay. would be able to go through them again. So yeah. even though it was kind of double work and then she, at the end, so after she did the email, she said, these are the important ones that I found. And if there was any others that were important, I would say, you know what, this is important too. This is important too. And I would tell her why they're important. Right. right. So after a while, you know, about a month later, I have zero problems at all. She knows exactly what's important. She knows what's not important. She knows how to delegate it to other people if things come in and and I don't need to do it. So That's you just awesome. have to think, it, it just completely changes your whole outlook on on your business when you have someone else with fresh eyes come in. Right, so right, I love that. Um, okay, so please humor me and let's talk about TikTok for just a sec. <laughs> Because come on, we got to have some fun with that. First of all, for those of you that aren't watching a video that are, are hearing us, uh, just sitting in this contraption uh, thing <laughs> that apparently has gotten some attention. I'm going zero gravity mode right now. On TikTok. Oh gravity. my gosh. <laughs> So now now relax. So you've got this, uh, this what gaming setup situation. Let let me, I'll let him explain. And I know you have a video that it's in on TikTok that just like went huge. Um, so tell me, tell everybody about that. Like, how did it all happen? What's the deal? Well, what happened was (laughs) I've spent so many dollars on chairs and, you know, tables and desks and stuff over the years. And I was like, one of my clients 
was ordering this crazy contraption of a chair. And I was like, dude, that thing is awesome. And he's like, yeah, dude, this is cool. Now I have some pretty funny clients, by the way. Um, he was like, he was like, yeah, Jeff, this thing is insane. Imagine, you know, I was like, oh yeah. So, you know, for example, I've got, uh, well, you can't really see that that well, but over here in my messy room was my old workstation. It's a sit stand desk. Right and now I'm in this awesome thing. Oh, there you go. That's the angle I was trying yeah. to get. So now I've got this whole contraption, the arm raises up and it lowers and the keyboard's all mechanical and all that kind of stuff. And it, it looks, y'all, it looks like he's sitting inside of one of those video game things at an arcade. The ones yeah. where you can like sit in them with like a steering wheel. Y'all know what I'm talking exactly. about. It has the, has the cover, the roof thing yeah. bigger and all the stuff. It. That's exactly, I mean, not exactly, but that's pretty much what it looks like. Although it ha- there's like a big screen situation, yeah. right? Yeah. And so what happens <laughs> is I go on TikTok and I make a funny video because I said I bought this thing for myself, but my kids have stolen it. Right. So I put this funny little song in the background that says, baby, I'm a different breed, you know, and I've figured <laughs> out how to use TikTok and yeah. how to jump on trends. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, that thing's sick. Well, somebody posted a comment making fun of it and said, imagine spending $10,000 on that thing and it's still bad. I saw that. <laughs> and now anybody who knows me knows I try to be a little humorous and sarcastic and I poke fun at myself a lot. Right. And I actually made a video of me sitting in it and I set up the tripod, my phone, and I hit the record button and I found this guy's audio that was freaking perfect. <laughs> this guy he wrote or he he said he his video was uh you know living on your own and stuff is pretty cool but now that means i have adult money which also means i waste <laughs> it on stupid bleep like this and right. then he on his phone he shows a shower curtain of a dinosaur riding a bicycle the underword says the word and you know, feel free to bleep this out. It's okay. Bitches. It says bitches underneath it. <laughs> right. No, it's cool. And it's just like the stupidest shower curtain of all time. <laughs> but he was just like, hey, but I have adult money, so I buy stupid things. Right, right, right. And, so and you could use his like, audio for yeah. the thing you bought. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking this is exactly the perfect idea. So I responded to that guy's comment capping on my thing. Right. And by the way, I also think that the guy's name that that – trolled me his name was the real george floyd so it was timely oh um, goodness <laughs> he got he got banned for that by the way oh yeah all right all right um so like a lot of so like there was just so many different things i think that attributed to that video success but yes when i did that the video was of me getting in here and it basically closing in on me and me getting ready to work and it just mystified it captive it just it captivated the minds of, of millions of people and that one video got 18 million views 1.8 million likes and if you think about it that means 10 percent of the people that watched that video liked it right yeah, 17 which is, million views That's which is very a very good return <laughs> yeah and here's the thing the whole gaming setup i i already have the pc i you know i bought that end of last year i think 
for like $3,400. This gaming setup here was about $3,600 shipped from China. The monitor was an additional $1,200. Uh, the keyboard, mouse, and stuff. So let's say $13,000 all in, okay? Now, my question for marketers and business owners out there, how much money would you have to spend in Facebook ads or Twitter get, ads yes. <laughs> or Instagram ads or Pinterest ads <laughs> to get 22 million? By the way, the total is 22 million views. Wow. And... 10,000, you ready for this? 10,000 followers is how many I had before I went viral. Wow. When I went viral, I now today have, let's see. <laughs> for those of you that are just listening in, you got to watch this video. You got a Facebook group or something they can watch this video in? You should. Yeah, I'll, yeah I can share it. You, you should definitely share because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show this screenshot to people. Right here, I have 99,000 followers <laughs> and 2.5 million likes on my videos. Wow. And now I can post absolute garbage and I'm guaranteed like 2,000 views a video yeah. on garbage just yeah. because of my followers. No, you're right. You're right. The number situation on TikTok is wild. I mean, I had a mini version of that happen. So mine's only at 1.7 million views, but never before. Only. Had any. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I know. Poor, poor me. Oh, only <laughs> um, 1.8 million views. <laughs> but oh. you're right. You're right on the way that TikTok works and its algorithm is interesting because man, whenever something explodes, it explodes and it's, it's going, it's going, it's going, and you have this momentum. And I, as a social media marketer, knew that when this started happening to me and I went, okay, let's go. And I just kept pumping things out. You know, um, it's just interesting to test it out and see how, how that all works. But like you said, it seems to be a lot of times it's kind of this perfect storm. So unfortunately you, I mean, not unfortunately, you, you know, there's ways to prepare, right? If somebody wants to get a lot of exposure like that, clearly you're, you know, you're, being consistent, pumping out content, whatever you do. And it's something, I guess, good to somebody of some value to somebody. Right. But you're right. It ends up being like this perfect storm of like you were saying, like your sound, the actual image, the fact that you were responding to a hater and all that added together. It's hilarious. And people related to it. Plus your little thing that you're sitting in is very cool. (laughs) Yeah. And well, I see it this way. I got paid I mean, I paid 13000 for the rig. You know, let's just remove the PC because I already have a PC. So that's 9000 you know, for, for everything all in. And I get a really cool toy. Oh, and by the way, oh, here's the funniest part, Brittany. I just got approved as a TikTok creator the day before it went viral. So I got paid $730 already. Nice. This is, this is um, you know, this is probably going to get me in trouble on TikTok because you're not supposed to say it. I, did, I didn't get approved until after mine, so womp. Oh, see, because you have to have 10,000 followers, right? But look at that. There's $730 right there just chilling in my bank account. Isn't that amazing? Um, you know, I'm making like now even – and here's the, here's the crazy part that people don't get. They're like, oh, that's fantastic, but now what? And I'm like, listen – now, I, I, have, I have officially been non-viral now for two weeks, okay? Because right. I went viral September 2nd and 3rd, and then that lasted probably a week, two weeks. So 
it died down probably September. If you guys are listening to this, I think September 11th is about when it died down. So one, two, two and a half weeks ago. Right. And I'm still getting 552,000 views a week, right? Wow. Just because I have 100,000 followers, it's, it's guaranteed when I post something that my followers are going to see it. Right. So That's amazing. So, and here's the other thing, guys. If you have an e-com brand, dude, this is dumb. Like, I wish I had one. I'm going to have to start doing some swag because I'm seeing the people <laughs> that are doing really well that have products to sell really yes. well. Life-changing stuff. Um, for me, because I'm a remote team expert, I teach people how to do virtual jobs. A lot of people are like, hey, what do you do for a living, right? So now I'm going to be putting out content because a lot of people are like, hey, what do you do? How do you, how are you able to afford these toys and stuff like that, right? So yeah. I'm going to do that. The other thing is I made a mission statement last year. I pledged in 2020 that I was going to start doing outreach to the youth, 17 to 25, which ironically is TikTok's user base is about 17 to 25 on average. And what's really interesting is that I wanted to reach young people and help educate them and, and help them prevent doing what I did, which is wasting 12 years in college for a job that I doesn't even need college, you know, and that's and actually way, really not, amazing. Cause a lot of people to need to, to hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying don't go to college. What I'm saying is you don't have to wait till after college to be successful in life. Right. I have, I, you know what, this is going to, this is super sad, but it's super good that it happened. But Selena is a new person that we just hired on our team less than a month ago. Her name's Selena. She went through college for five years to become a civil engineer, civil engineer. I mean, that is a very cumbersome degree right? and very, very challenging. And you have, and she graduated from a very uh, prestigious university in the Philippines. And in two weeks of training here at our company, she's making double the amount she was making as a civil engineer. Wow. In two weeks of training. Wow. That's amazing. She, she was just like, I can't believe it. Right. Right. I, so, I, I like what, I like that, Jeff. I look, and like you said, I'm, cause I'm with you and I actually didn't finish college and I was the only child that my parents thought maybe would actually do it. And I didn't. Um, <laughs> and, but I like that. I like that you're going and you're going to, you're going to talk to younger people and help people with that. Cause it's not necessarily just, Oh, you should, or you shouldn't go to college. It's like what you said, like, that that shouldn't be an obstacle. It shouldn't be like in your way. And I can't do this until I can't do that. I had a full time job, Brittany. I had a full time job all years of college. Yep. And as a matter of fact, before I graduated college, I already had two two careers that people go to college to get. Right. <laughs> I was the IT coordinator for a school district, and I was a project manager for a Fortune 500 company before I graduated. That's amazing. That, that's well, why that's it took a, you're, you're to perfect. graduate. Right. So you're a perfect example. You can just go ahead and go for it. You don't have to wait. That's yeah. amazing. What, what college is, has come down to is it shows that you can finish something you start, right? Like yeah. that's what I think college has come down to. Yeah. Especially now we, we live in college campuses that have, you know, uh, you know, safe spaces where kids go and cry when their presidential candidate doesn't win the election, you know, like, <laughs> 
Really? Is that a oh, thing? Oh my goodness. Okay. I don't want to get political here because <laughs> by the way, nobody likes my, my opinions. I'm a libertarian. So, you know, nobody likes me. But, oh, it's okay. There's a lot of libertarians in my life that I love. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Hey, because all, I have tons of friends that are gay and transsexual and whatever else. And I love them all. And yep. I have lots of conservatives and yep. look, as long as you stay out of my bedroom and out of my wallet, I'm good. Right. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I'm not even kidding. I actually contributed. I don't know if you knew who Adam Carolla is. Remember the man show, Adam Carolla? Of, of course I know who Adam Carolla is. You know, him and uh, Jimmy Kimmel, they had yeah. that show together. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I contributed to his program. I got to go hang out with him, uh, him and, uh, and uh, Prager University. Uh, Prager U, I should say it's not university, but Prager U did this uh this video documentary called No Safe Spaces. And it was talking about how freedom of speech is really under under attack at college campuses. And it was uh, really interesting to see that, you know, uh, when Hillary Clinton lost the election, and I think this is kind of one of the things, and, and by the way, if those of you that are listening in and you're getting turned off right now, I apologize, but I think we're in a, a really interesting place in time. And this goes back to that entitlement argument that I had in the beginning. Right. Where, yeah, where emotions and feelings trump actual learning at education, like education, higher education has become like, like how you feel like it's become a social construct, like everything else. It's all man-made and this and that. And, you know, if, if people just went to school and were actually able to learn from successful business owners, I, a matter of fact, I think that we should start an apprenticeship. I think we should start mentorship programs and apprenticeship programs. And, and you know, like this is the this is what I feel education is important of. But this is what I was getting at last year. I, I was actually the keynote speaker for an entrepreneurship immersion academy in Singapore, sponsored by I Zhang. I want to give her a shout out. Um, she paid for me to go over there and stay at the yacht club for for weeks and flew my whole family from from California over to Singapore. And it was an incredible moment. I I opened up the whole event that day and I got to see these young people looking at me like I knew everything, you know, and looking at their eyes open when I showed them that you could just run someone's social media accounts for 1200 bucks a month or whatever they want to charge. And you can have four or five clients and then you can outsource a lot of that work to the Philippines for five bucks an hour or 12 bucks an hour or whatever you end up doing and that you can run a profitable business tomorrow, right. you know, and they're just like mind blown. I showed them that they can go on Fiverr and they can just write blogs for people's websites and make a hundred dollars a blog. You can write five blogs a week. That's just a blog a day and you can make how much, right? Yeah. $2,500 a month. So you know, there's just so many different opportunities right now that if people just opened their eyes and thought about, hey, you know, where is the future going right. and and start having self-accountability and drive and grit and see when I hire, I have 100 people on my team. College experience is not even one of the things that I look at. Not even one of the things. I wouldn't either. I my interviews. Here's my last tip. I make all of my interviews experiential, meaning they have to show me that they can do something of value. Right. I give them 
actual things to do that would they would they would be doing in my business. And I would say, here you go. Here's a spreadsheet. Here's this. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to collect this data. Or I would, if it's a social media person, I'd say, okay, I want to connect with, you know, Tom Billu and Ty Lopez, and I want to figure out how to get in a, in a meeting with them. How would you make it happen? Right. right. Yeah. How would you How would you grant their audience? You know, and you know, give them really out of the box type of questions that make them think. And and you know, because one of the things that I'll tell you right now. B players know how to write A player resumes. You don't want to waste your time on B players. You want to get to the A players. Right. The A players will change your business. B players will not. They will keep you doing the same thing and sometimes drag you down. B is in my book is not a passing grade. A or A or better, and that's it. <laughs> I love that, Jeff. Um, holy crap, we talked about a lot of stuff. That was a rant. <laughs> no, I, I, well, tell I, me I how love how you really feel. I no, hey, I love it. I, I told you this is a it's a fun come as you are show, and I'm I'm so happy that you're here. Um, we could probably go on and on and on, but I know we need to get back to you need to get back to your your life and your work, and you've got some gaming to prepare for for later tonight. <laughs> I mean, there's just shit going on you got to handle. So, um, I definitely want you to. Uh, we will have this all in the show notes, of course. But go ahead and just um, uh, plug a couple of things, a couple of you know the best ways for oh. people to contact you or to. Get Get your help uh, and follow you and all that jazz. You know what? If you just go to jeffjhunter.com, I have my very first thing says leverage a virtual team. You can type your info in there and you'll get into my top 10 uh, ways to use a virtual assistant list, which is very- I, I did that today, y'all. I did oh, it. Did you? Uh-huh, okay. I did. <laughs> so that's, it's a very valuable. And actually the, the videos that I was telling you about earlier, that's actually going to replace some of those emails that are inside that sequence. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, um, good. Okay. And I really want to, and I, I, you know, like if you guys ever need help with virtual assistants or you want to learn how to grow your brand, see, by the way, if you grow a brand, it's more than just your social media presence in the cover photo and having a professional photographer. I like what, Je- I love what Jeff Bezos says from Amazon. He says that your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Yeah. So uh, branding, marketing, I have my own podcast, savagemarketer.com. So if you guys are savages and you want to learn how to to (laughs) leverage TikTok and other things. And of course, Brittany is you, you, I'm just excited to, uh, to, 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 you know, grace my community with you because I'm going to be promoting this podcast episode to my community. So um, you guys can oh, add good. me on social media, LinkedIn, just wherever you want to find me, hit me up. Let me know that you came from Brittany and that way, uh, you know, I can give you a, the, the high five welcome you deserve. <laughs> okay, great. All right, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you being on the show. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.